Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Of course, the big story certainly is Kawhi Leonard. What is he going to do? Narratives continue to bite the dust surrounding this guy. And so, you remember originally, Jeff, when he was in San Antonio and he was super quiet. And of course, I'm sure Dub will chime in here too as he's the resident Spurs fan here uh, on this show we all thought, oh, he's such a classy guy because he was just a, a real workman-like, business-like basketball player that just didn't say anything like most of his Spurs teammates have always right. done. And then what happened with the injury happened, and he clearly wanted to get out of town. And then, well, maybe he's not that great a guy. I mean, we don't know him. I'm not saying he is or he isn't. I'm saying that the narrative began to bite the dust. Well, the other narrative was that he doesn't like the spotlight. Kawhi Leonard doesn't love the limelight. I got to tell you, I don't know if I'm buying that anymore because the entire basketball universe and the future of the league is in his two-time NBA Finals MVP champion winning hands right now. And all he has to do to stop the O.J. Simpson cameras and the traffic cams <laughs> and the ones that are following his airplanes landing and all this, all you got to do is say where you're going to play basketball. And the fact that he continues to belabor and pull out this decision, there has to be a piece of him that is enjoying the whole world hinging on his every breath. Thank you. You're the first person that I've heard Say this. I was going to tweet this last night. And I couldn't figure out the right wording of a tweet, so I just didn't do it. Uh, basically saying this exact same thing, which is we have a guy here who is presumed to not like the spotlight, right? And it's fairly obvious when we see him, whether it's in, in, um, in interviews right after games, before, whatever it is, who seems to shun the spotlight, just wants to go out of work. But right now he is holding up the NBA. 
He is holding up multiple teams in making fragrancy moves. Like, oh, look, I'm a Lakers fan, and he basically has screwed the Lakers if he doesn't go there because they missed out on everyone else they had the opportunity to sign because guys are going to go sign somewhere. I think Danny Green's the only guy maybe who hasn't signed mm-hmm. for the Lakers um, who are waiting. You know, Danny Green basically is waiting. Look, if Kawhi doesn't go, I'll become a Laker. But everyone else is gone. Everyone else that they assumed could fit under the cap that would work out well with LeBron and NAD, they're gone now. And they're waiting for Kawhi. And Kawhi has to know that this process is happening. Look, he might not have social media, but he has people that are on social media in his crew. But what I find so interesting, Jason, is I don't know why he can't make up his mind. All right, so he has been in the NBA a while now. He knows the different franchises. He knows who is on each team. He knows how much cap room they have. He knows what they can do and what they can't do. And I understand taking the meetings with the Clippers and the Lakers, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you go to L.A., you just kind of meet them face-to-face. Obviously, there's things in Los Angeles with the Lakers he wanted. He wanted to be able to use LeBron's trainer. He wanted to make sure that the training staff, I assume, which he had issues with in, in San Antonio, were, were up to par. He just wanted to get some assurances from Jeannie Buss um, and maybe Magic in, in a, in a you know, side capacity. Um, just kind of understand the dynamics in Los Angeles. I get that. I get why he wanted to do that. He, sh- he probably could have done it over the phone <laughs> or his agent yeah. could have done it, but I get it. He wants to do it in person. Then he flies back to Toronto. Why me? Like I understand the 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 how nice it, it is as a as a as a gentleman to give Toronto the last meeting. But what are they going to tell you that you don't know already? You just spent an entire year there. You, you're just going to get attention from all these teams. I've been on these recruiting visits. I did this in college, right? You, you get a steak dinner, you go party. They treat you like 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 a king, and then obviously after you leave, you you feel great about yourself. And so it feels like Kawhi is doing like he's using his opportunity as a two-time champion, as a recent champion, as one of the best players in the NBA, to just be wine to dine. Which, look, in the end, it's fine for him to do this, but he's holding up the NBA. And to your point, for a guy who we say doesn't like the spotlight, he kind of is enjoying this. Because he's not, the, the reports are he's not he's not committing today, which obviously I don't would expect him to commit on July 4th. Um, but what's he waiting for? Like, there's, there's not much, the money, by the way, is is the same, or not the same, but the max contracts make it so where there really is not much wiggle room. I get if you're an NFL player and you're traveling all over the place, which doesn't happen very often because you take the most money possible right away. But, you know, you use it as a negotiation. I remember when I was a free agent, when you when you fly to a team, you visit with them, the idea is you threaten to go to another team to visit because, you know, to get more leverage and, and to get more money, right? Because typically the last team you visit is the one you sign with. Because if you leave if you leave a franchise, so Kawhi visits with the Lakers, and if you feel great, feels feels great about being a Laker, you really commit on the spot. There's no reason to leave. If, if you go in there thinking – I want to be a Laker. You hear the pitch. The pitch is what you wanted to hear. You feel comfortable. You basically say, okay, I'm coming here. You fly back to Toronto. You tell them I'm, I'm done, and, and you move back to, to Los Angeles. But obviously, he wasn't comfortable, I don't think, with the Lakers uh, immediately, and he's trying to figure out what to do. But typically, the last visit you take is the one that you commit on. Um, and so money's not an issue. He's not negotiating money here. The, the max contracts are, are pretty much slotted. So I don't know what, the, I don't know what he's waiting for. I really don't. And maybe he really is that conflicted with, with his decision making. Mm, that was the next question I was about to ask you, Jeff. Is do you think that there is a chance he doesn't know? I don't uh, think. The, I, I feel like he has I, to know. I I feel like athletes know these type of things because you have to imagine that he's thought about this even before 
the finals. I mean, he, you know, there's lots, there's lots of free time. He has advisors. I, I can't imagine that no one had approached him at any point in the playoffs and said, look, man, here, here's, here's kind of like what, what the plan is for the offseason. Here's what we're going to do. Here's who, and he's already said he wanted to be in Los Angeles, so it's not a surprise that he would take a meeting with the Lakers or the Clippers. But to your point, I, I think that he knows, um, and maybe he really is conflicted. I, I, it's different in the NBA because in the NFL, we go to the most money right away, right? I mean, it's, there's, not much, there's not much conflict, <laughs> internal conflict. Um, and, you know, there are times where teams offer you the same. There's different, obviously, structures of, your, of the deals and, and where you are in your career that, that change that. But typically, you just go where the most money is, most guaranteed money. Um, and you're not conflicted. So, so maybe he is. Maybe he's, he doesn't know where he wants to go. But I go back to, again, like if, you, if you're flying to Los Angeles – you meet with the Clippers. You meet with the Lakers. If you really loved one of those two places, you were just committed right then. Um, yeah, and that's why I think when he got on that plane, too, when he got on this plane to go to Toronto, that was it for the Lakers. I, 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 I just maybe Kawhi is a different type of athlete, and maybe he's different than other negotiations. But, but he he already knows what he has in Toronto. He did not have to go back to Toronto to meet with them. He knows like, what are they going to tell him that he doesn't already know about the franchise? No, so, right. Right. I, yeah. Again, I think that he might be very conflicted, but I think he's just going. To go, he's going to go back to Toronto. They reported last night he's not doing a two-year deal, so maybe they're going to give him the max in Toronto, which again is odd because he has said publicly, or at least his representatives, that he wants to be in Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, so did Paul George at one point. Also, not that it's the exact same situation. The one thing that that I do think is intriguing here is. It comes across like a lot of us are upset with Kawhi. I'm not upset with Kawhi at all. If anybody's earned the right to make this decision at this stage, and look, and enjoy the limelight, because I'm telling you, he has to, because he could shut all of this down really, really quickly, and maybe he just wants to sleep on it. I know it's a big decision. The two-year deal made sense, Jeff, mainly because once you hit that 10-year plateau in your career, you're eligible for 35%. Yeah. Of the cap number, so you're able to make just an absurd amount of money. Yeah. So all of that made sense. But I kind of agreed with you about Toronto, and, and I started to think Toronto made more sense after I heard Adrian Wojnarowski over the weekend discussing how relationships are important to Kawhi Leonard in a way that they aren't for a lot of superstars. It's about building trust and building some kind of rapport, and it's not just the Lowry and the Siakam and the Van Vliet or even the Nick Nurse, it is he felt like and his people felt like Toronto took care of him physically and mentally last year. They listened to his doctors about his health situations. They gave him time when he felt like that. I think the term that Woj used was medical autonomy and that there is a level of trust because he believes in their training staff. He thought that they took care of him and didn't just beat him into the ground like he was DeMarco Murray running for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> like, they really, in you know, that load yeah. management and all of that stuff, yeah. he felt good about it. And then you look at the Lakers, he doesn't know Frank Vogel. He doesn't know how they do business. Right. He doesn't know how the Clippers do business either. And so if he's somebody that that's important to him, that level of cohesion is important to him, that Toronto had a better chance at this than maybe people thought when it was, he's definitely going to be wearing purple and gold with the Lakers. Yes, but in the history of the Lakers has shown that they take care of their superstars. Um, you know, Magic Johnson, obviously a very 
great basketball player. I mean, he's like beloved. Like he has free reign to just do what he wants in the Staples Center. Like he is he he calls Jeannie Buss his sister, right? Like they take Kobe Bryant, all, all their super. They take care of their superstars. Los Angeles is a city that loves superstars, so they will take care of Kawhi, and that's obviously why he met with them. And I get it. Again, he wanted to hear about the medical staff. Hey, how many games can I take off? What can I do with my staff? Is am I going to be a part of this and that? You know, how are you going to treat the situation? I get all that, but he's not going to actually know until he goes to Los Angeles and sees how it is. And maybe that is the advantage that Toronto has that they let him take off sixty-five, you know, excuse me, uh, fifteen, seventeen, eighteen games a year. Um, but you know, also you know, going to Los Angeles, he doesn't during the regular season at least. He doesn't have to be the workhorse. They have other players with LeBron and Anthony right. Davis to be a big part of that. And, and I think maybe he wants to know from LeBron himself, like, hey, when the time comes. Who gets the ball? Is it me? Is it you? It's probably not. It's not probably not AD. Well, he um, knows the answer to that now because LeBron's. Be, I, think, I think it's going to be him. I think well, LeBron, LeBron's pitch was he would be the third option, not Kawhi. LeBron that LeBron would be number three. That he would sell Kawhi Leonard on being the third option at this point in his career and being more the magic style facilitator than the guy dominating the basketball in terms of taking all the shots. Which, which obviously would appeal to Kawhi, and that's what I think LeBron wants in his career. He's older now. He's now been hurt. It's the first big injury he's had in his career, and he's at the stage now where he can still obviously play basketball for another couple of years at a high level if he stays healthy, but the workhorse, he doesn't want to be that guy anymore, um, and he can let Kawhi do that. Look, he's an exceptional passer. We know that. We know at times he's been... He's been um, uh, looked upon down or uh, because he passed the ball too much in, in big situations. Well, now he can be that guy. He can pass the ball to Kawhi. He can let Kawhi run the offense, let, you know, let uh, AD pick and roll with him and, and just kind of stand off in the corner for a couple possessions a game and, and give himself a breather. I think if Kawhi wants to win, the best situation is obviously Los Angeles, but the other things do matter to him a lot as well. Three teams seem to be still in the race: the Lakers, the Clippers, and the, the Raptors. Clippers, the Clippers. I think the Clippers I, I, are I out. Come, come on! I mean, look, they, they're not winning with Kawhi there. They're not good enough. I guess we could say about the they Raptors. They have a, they have a lot of really nice role players, and they've built some really solid bench guys. But you don't have another superstar there. If you don't have multiple superstars, I don't even think Kawhi Leonard can win you a championship. Well, he did in Toronto, but well, he had Lowry little, there, and he had Siakam, who's a borderline All Star too. It's a little bit easier in the East to do that. Now, the East has obviously kind of retooled itself with Indiana and the Sixers and Boston kind of getting different players than Nets. Um, but, you know, the and I do wonder if that makes a, a role in this is maybe he thinks the East is just a little bit easier at the moment um, than the West. But the West is kind of vulnerable because obviously we have with Golden State now and everyone the thought is Russell will be traded at the deadline, what's Clay's timeline? Five to seven months. Did you see the timeline for these? Yeah, that's, that's not. That's did you see David Chow? You see David yeah, Chow come out and say, what the too. heck are they talking about? That's, that's agent spin. That's, that's so unrealistic, especially in the NBA when you probably, and it's to his point, you, you have to move a little bit differently than the NFL. You can't just come back unless he's just going to stand in the corner and shoot threes. Um, and so there, you know, as much as the Jazz have improved, are they really contenders? The West, I think, might be a little bit easier if Kawhi would go to Los Angeles uh, to get to the finals in the East. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer. 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So Jared Lorenzen was on the radio show that's in the afternoon drive spot on the station I work at. It's a Fox Sports Radio affiliate, 104.5 Zone here in Nashville, Tennessee. That show's called 3HL. That was kind of where Clay cut his teeth uh, on a larger scale, where his audience kind of grew. Well, Jared Lorenzen was on with them in 2014, and Clay kind of asked several questions during that interview, especially at the tail end of it. And even though this was such a tough story to read yesterday, a guy that battled weight issues, we might get into it a little bit deeper. But let's let's hear. Your, I think this is going to make you smile on the Fourth of July. Here is Jared Lorenzen and Clay Travis speaking about five and a half years ago. Jared, how far could you throw the football? At your, you know, at your peak. I mean, if you were standing, uh, you know, I mean, seventy yards. I mean, seventy-five. I mean, how far could yeah, you throw? Yeah, right, right on there. We, we used to. I mean, I I, I threw one ball um, about eighty-two yards. Um, I so consistently. I, I don't think I could do it. But well, one thing I always thought was cool is myself and uh, Shane Boyd, who was my backup. We would sit on an. Uh, we'd be on one knee from the fifty, and our goal was we we would have contests. And try and hit the crossbar. And how often so could you guys hit the crossbar? Uh, what's that? How often could you do it? I mean, that's a sixty oh, no, yards. Well, we didn't leave. We didn't leave the practice field until one of us did. That's pretty impressive. So, so you, know, you could we, throw. Yeah, it, we would do that once or twice a week. You could throw it sixty yards from one knee. Yeah, that is impressive. Yeah. All right, what was your what was your weight range when you played at Kentucky? Uh, the, the million dollar question. Um, <laughs> well, I think I showed up around. 280, and I, I would say the lowest I got was 268.8, and the reason it's, I know that is because I had to be 268 <laughs> one year, so I got to 268.8. And I think that's um, what you were listed at, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I didn't look it. <laughs> um, and then I think I got as high as, you know, 308, 310, somewhere in there. What do you weigh now? I forget. Like, would it be more or less than 350? Well, I know that I am listed at six foot four, three hundred and twenty pounds. And you think that's you just you can buy that, right? <laughs> I'm just telling you what I'm listed at, man. What do you think you could <laughs> run like the, a lawyer? What do you think you could run the forty in right now? Uh, what's the best you ever? I mean, that, what's the best you ever ran the forty in? I, I ran a four seven five in high school. Uh, for the combine, I ran a four nine one. Um, I'd say probably now a five. Two, I don't know. I'd say five, maybe that. I don't. I don't have to an arena ball. You know, it, that's that's the best part is for arena. You know, I, I go in you know ten ten yard squares, so I'm all right. You ever go back and watch any of your college games? I mean, a lot of people will remember a bunch of games you played in that were kind of became famous in some sense, especially in the SEC. What was your favorite moment at Kentucky? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, the the games that I look back on are. You know the Arkansas game, um, the one that go, that one goes into seven overtimes. Uh, I remember my sophomore year playing Tennessee. You know I had a really good game, but I mean, unfortunately, we just didn't win those games. Um, I remember playing at Arkansas my junior year down there, and we beat them, and we played pretty well. 
that was always kind of fun. Um, but unfortunately, I'm kind of known for stuff that we did bad. Uh, you know, the LSU, the Blue West Miracle. Oh, man, that was awful. What a genuine guy. Jared Lorenzen passed away at the age of 38. RIP to him and his family. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. You heard that audio at the end of the last hour we played where Clay had interviewed Jared Lorenzen as part of the afternoon drive program of the station I do my show in daily here in Nashville. That show is called 3HL. You also heard the voices of, of Brent Doherty and Blaine Bishop, who played in the NFL as well uh, for the Tennessee Titans as a defensive back during that conversation. And Jared Lorenzen was a genuine guy. And you see a lot of outpouring when people pass away that have name notoriety, Jeff. But you usually get some positives and some negatives in there. Now, there are generally a lot of the positives do come out, but... I had heard for a while that Jared Lorenzen was an incredibly good guy. Um, just a, a, a Kentucky boy that smiled a lot, and everybody that dealt with him was better off for having you know, interacted with him one way or the other. So there was a tremendous level of outpouring yesterday when we found out he had passed away at 38. And you asked me, um, kind of in our chat here, on the on the laptops, or I guess on my laptop, but on the computers, if I had seen the thirty for thirty, I, I had not seen the thirty for thirty, but I had heard that that was a tough watch. It, it was just because you know he was basically saying I need help. I mean, he was calling out for help. Obviously, the weight well, became an issue for him. Um, you know, if you look throughout his career, you know, look, he was he was an inspiration to big guys, right? Like the hefty lefty, right? A big. A bodied quarterback, 300 pounds, which is what offensive linemen weigh. They can move like he did. He set th- passing records. He could slay the rock, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw, you know, get to New York, he had to lose some weight for Tom Coughlin, not surprising, yeah. knowing, knowing Tom Coughlin having played there. Tom Coughlin one time, it was, um, I, I, I made my playing weight at the start of training camp, the middle of training camp, all through training camp. I'd been my, the weight they wanted me at. The first practice of the regular season was on a Wednesday, as usual, in full pads. Uh, we hadn't practiced in like 10 days in pads, just the way the schedule works out at the end of training camp. Um, it was hot, and all of us struggled. Like, we were all tired. And his solution to that was to tell me to lose 10 pounds. Like, he's like, I need you to lose 10 pounds. And I was like, Coach, I've made my weight. He goes, I don't care. Just lose 10 pounds. Like, just, I was like, whatever. Like, <laughs> like that's like, so, like, he set a weight for Jerry Lorenzen. Lorenzen made the weight he talked about. The struggles of trying to make that weight as well. Then obviously the weight got got too big, and unfortunately he passed away. But I've never met him. Uh, I've only heard the things that I think you've heard as well, watching the the E60 special, just kind of following his career. Because again, for a big guy like myself um, and a big guy like you used to be, uh, he was an inspiration to all of us who thought we could play quarterback, right? I mean, no offensive lineman really ever starts football playing offensive line thinking that that's all they want to be right i started as a tight end my brother played one or two weeks at quarterback on jv Uh, like we all we all want to be what he was which was a 300 pound quarterback who could sling the rock and uh could run the ball uh and and that's what he was for a lot of us and it's unfortunate that he passed over i i was telling you in the in the chat window like i think this is and i don't think you talk about this often you know i know there's there has to be people listening who are struggling with, with weight. Uh, you did for a while, and, and now you're as healthy as can be. And just kind of the process that, that you went through to kind of get down to where you are now, I think could be um, kind of an inspiration to people maybe listening that are kind of maybe in the same boat that you used to be in. 
Yeah, and I guess today it does make more sense, certainly, to talk about it. I get a ton of correspondence at Jmart Zone. My DMs are wide open. I always say they're open for faith-based conversations if people want that kind of information. But but a lot of people do come to me as well and ask about the health change and the changes and ask about the weight. And I always feel like I talk about it too often because too many people ask me about it, and I don't want it to become some kind of common refrain. But there's a possibility I might start writing about it, start writing a blog about it. Some people have, have approached me and said, maybe should. you should try to write a book about it. Uh, the thing is, first off, the last time I was on, I'm just going to say this off the top because I think I'll forget about it. The last time we talked about this, I mentioned magic shoes. And so people were like, oh, what are these magic shoes that help oh, you with the, your oh, plantar fasciitis? <laughs> yeah, Brooks Adrenaline. Those are the shoes if you're looking for them. Brooks Adrenaline. Uh, they're, they, I don't have the plantar fascia problem anymore, and I have overpronation to the extent that I mean, my feet are dead flat. And I don't wear anything but these, at least when I run. But you asked me also in the chat window if I had spoken to anybody. Did I talk to a sports psychologist or a physiologist or a nutritionist or anything like that? And the answer is no, I didn't. I was 370 pounds after the Super Bowl a couple of years ago down in Houston, and I got back home. And one day I just woke up and my mind just was completely different. It just, I don't know where it came from, except I know exactly where it came from. It did not come from me. I I woke up and all of a sudden it was, why don't you just stop eating as many carbs? Or maybe just knock them off entirely, or for the most part. And sugar is probably something you could do without. There's a history of high blood pressure. There's a history of diabetes in your family. Maybe it's time to get serious about this, because the thing is... When you live in a body, you don't recognize how you look because you're looking from a first-person perspective. When I look down at myself, I don't mean look down. I mean literally if I look down and I'm sitting in a recliner, I can't really pick up on how big I am. But when you go to an event like the Super Bowl and you take a couple of photos with some of the guests that are coming on stage or with the guy you work for in this case and Clay Travis or whatever – And you see yourself in those shots because they're instant now. Our Polaroids are gone. They're now in the form of these, you know, screens, these smartphones in front of us that give you immediate either gratification or the opposite when you take photos. And so I see these things and I I just say, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, how big am I actually going to get? How out of control is this going to be? And so I'm flying home from the Super Bowl and I'm embarrassed because I can't close the seatbelt. And I don't want to ask for a seatbelt extender. So I faked it and just kind of held the seatbelt in place. And she walked by and thought that it was okay. And so I'm like, if you need a seatbelt extender, you've got a problem. And so one day I just woke up and things had changed. And so those two things I mentioned, no sugar and no carbs, were accompanied by this feeling, just go to the gym and see what you can do on the treadmill. And that was sort of a humbling experience because I went and I would walk for 30 minutes and I would see all these people that were fitting in shape, and I knew I was not. And I, I just, in my head, said, I'm never going to be able to run, but maybe if I can just walk for 30 or 40 minutes, it'll preserve my life a little bit longer. I never expected that I was going to lose any kind of tremendous amount of weight. I had to get a physical for work, for Fox Sports, as a matter of fact. So I, I went to a physician where I used to live, and, of course, he told me the, the things I expected to hear. You know, your, your weight's a problem. I said, well, over the last two weeks, I've kind of been hitting the treadmill a little bit, and I've changed my diet just a little bit, and we'll see if that works. And he said, okay, well, just keep that up. And so 
I, you know, I went home and I had blood work done, which I had never had done before. And I was sure that the things that have targeted my family through the years were going to target me because working in radio and at that point commuting 70 miles each way to do a show at five in the morning, I was eating in the middle of the night. I was eating, you know, McDonald's at 3 a.m. and going right to sleep and all this stuff. So six weeks later, I go to, to do my blood work and they weigh me again. And I'm just, I'm literally praying in the room before they walk in. I'm just say, please let me have lost half a pound or a pound. Just let me know that I've done a little bit of something. Because again, over that six-week span, I did do the things that had started to enter my brain space and enter my mind. But I'm looking in the mirror and I still see the same dude. I still see that same dude that's depressed and in real need. And... So the doc comes in, and I've told this story before, and he puts up his right hand, and he says, this is for a high five. He says, you've lost 31 pounds in the last five weeks. And it was at that moment that I realized I felt like that that my Lord was basically handing me a, a clean slate. He said, and by the way, your blood work is perfect. He said, you don't have diabetes. You don't have high blood pressure. Your cholesterol is beautiful, like all of this stuff. And I just yeah. felt like I was being told, okay, Everything's good. Just don't screw it up from here. And from yeah. that point forward, I recognized that even though I had not gone and researched all this stuff, everything I was doing was working. I was just doing a little bit. I was walking. I wasn't eating carbs. Yeah. I was replacing a lot of that with protein, and I had knocked off the sugar completely. And that's been the key to the whole thing. People say, what pills are you taking? All this. I take a yeah. vitamin C pill. And that's pretty much it. I take a C and a D vitamin. That's it. There's there's all not about, anything it's else. Diet. It's all about diet. You cut out those carbs and that sugar. I mean, there's there's so much sugar in so many different things. You only realize, you know, the sugar content of a beverage of a yes. food. Um, you cut that stuff out, and you just you just have fruits and vegetables, which well, fruits have natural sugar in them um, as well. But there's a lot of processed sugar you don't realize you eat in your food if you try to cut that out that's a big big help to weight loss yeah that's right so i went for a physical a couple of weeks ago and now i've lost 185 pounds since this process began and so i'd never seen this guy before he's going to become my new primary care physician and so he comes in and he you know he's checking me out or whatever along with the resident that's in the room and they say wow you've lost a lot of weight because it's not a story i felt like i wanted to tell but of course they figured it out and so then I started to tell the story. And so he cuts me off at one point and he says, talks about how proud he is and all these things. And he says, you know, you have lost, was it bariatric? Is that the name of the surgery? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He says, you have lost more than bariatric surgery level weight through sheer willpower and discipline. And he said, and the beautiful thing about that is if I, and maybe I would have, had suggested that you have this surgery and scheduled you for this surgery, you would have gradually put that weight back on like virtually everybody that has that surgery, but you've already done far harder work than you would even have to do after that surgery. And he just, he was like, he was talking about how blown away he was. And then the lab results came in and my girlfriend, who was a a pediatrician, I showed her the lab results and she said, not only are you healthy, you might be the healthiest patient he's ever seen when she looked at my numbers. And I said, how is it possible for me to have screwed my life up so bad for over two decades and been this unhealthy, and to potentially have lab results like this. And she said, you know exactly how it's possible. And that's the truth. That's all I can say about it is, 
I don't feel like had I planned this thing out, it would have worked. But somebody was looking out for me and looking out for my life, and I can extend that to my job and where I am in my personal life and all of these things, and I have no choice but but to credit God for all of it. But anybody that needs inspiration, I can put my photo up right now on Twitter at jmartzone of how I looked a couple of years ago. I can put that up, I, and I can, you can see everything else, and you can see most people that did not know me then don't think I'm the same person when I show them that photo, and people that have yes. not seen me in years can't recognize me anymore, I didn't recognize and I didn't you, know what to say. I didn't recognize you when I saw you, what Super Bowl was it? Was it last Super Bowl or two Super Bowls ago? When you came up to me and you were like, hey, it's Jason, I was like, oh, what? what? Like, I, I, I was, it was shocking. I mean, it's obviously fantastic for you, but yeah, you don't like look, you do not look like the the same person and it's amazing that you did you you did this process without you know, obviously the surgery is much healthier this way but it is a lifestyle change you have to decide to eat differently and look i i love food and i do struggle with how much i should be eating and what i should be eating and luckily i like to work out a bunch and i do have some self-control but i understand how it can get come because like i turn to food when things are bad that's kind of my sure you know, it's, it's my my crux is going to eat makes right me feel better um you know, but uh, and and doing this like you did without seeing someone, talking to someone, without going to a doctor, is even more impressive. And I'm glad, just in the sports world in general, people are able to discuss. Um, I know you're not an athlete, but able to discuss kind of mental issues, um, whether it's losing weight, whether like for me, I saw a sports psychologist for like 12 years. Um, I've talked about it before. I don't think it's that. I, I never shied away from it. Um, I think it's one of the best things that, that I've ever done in my life. Um, and we talked about more than just sports, obviously, but um, just talking to someone, having someone to talk to. And I feel like it, we're, we're getting better in just the sports world of discussing some of these issues and being more open about them. Yeah, that's right. And you know, the reason why it's it's relevant to mention this today is because of Jared Lorenzen. He was yeah. somebody that didn't want to be as big as he was. And he knew it. And he, he wanted to do something about it. And look, and you know this, Jeff, anybody that's been in our shoes knows this, it ain't easy. And it can do a real number on you mentally. It can do a whole lot against you psychologically. Uh, I I always talk about probably the worst experience of my life would happen on an annual basis when it was time to shop for clothes. Because everywhere I would want to shop for clothes, I couldn't. Because there was nothing in those stores that would fit me. And so I would have to walk into a JCPenney or whatever and ask where the big and tall was and then go over there and see if they had a 4X in a shirt that was half decent. But anything major, any designer stuff or, you know, any private label stuff, they didn't want fat people wearing their stuff. So you couldn't ever find it. Now I can walk in legitimately any store and all I have to do is find a large. I mean, I've gone from... I was measured for for a jacket a couple of days ago, and I was, I think, a 56-long jacket. I'm now a 38, and they actually said I could fit into a 38 slim. I've gone from a 54 pant. I've gone from a 54 pant to a 34 waist. Wow. I mean, all of this, I, I don't know what else to say other than that this is divine and that I understand the struggle that anybody out there that's going through this, what it is, what it does to you, how it makes you feel about yourself. And if I can do it, just this ordinary guy who's grown up in the South that has been blessed beyond measure, all reasonable and otherwise, then so can you. And so you've got my support, whoever it is that's out there listening. And the Jared Lorenzen stuff hits me hard just because 
I know what it was like to be in that guy's yeah. shoes. Not as an athlete. I mean, he did some extraordinary things. He did some awesome stuff. But you can still tell when you watch that E60 story that you were telling me about, Jeff, it was difficult. It was hard for him because he wanted more than he could have because he just he just continued to battle food and weight. Yeah, I, and I think that the the sad part was to me at least was that he he knew it too. Like he knew at least it seemed like, and I could be wrong in the in the special E sixty special that he, that he knew he had a problem and he just knew that he he couldn't he yeah. couldn't control himself. And the feeling of, and I'm sure that, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm sure you felt kind of helpless at times too, um, knowing that you probably had to make a change and just, you just, for whatever reason, couldn't do it. And obviously one day it clicked for you. And that was a sad part to me is, is that watching that, like he knew he, he needed to make a change for his family, for his, for his life. And unfortunately it just didn't happen. And I went back and watched his highlights this morning. I watched him yesterday. Again, it was, in, he's an inspiration to a guy like me, a big guy mm-hmm. who, Wanted to play quarterback and wanted to 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 be what he was in, in Kentucky, a record-setting quarterback who was able to to run. Um, looked like he loved playing football, and uh, he's going to be missed. I know we got to go to break. A lot of people saying some things. Like I said, at Jmart Zone is always wide open, and if there is support that I can give you, sometimes it takes me a lot of time to get back to people. But just know that I see those messages, and I know that the struggle that you're going through sucks but that you're not alone, and that I know that it is an incredibly difficult process. I can tell you the first piece of advice, the only piece of advice that I can truly give you, is to just start doing something. And don't believe what I used to believe, which was, my caveat would always be, look, I'm always going to be fat, but maybe I can lose 20 pounds. That's a lie. It's just a total lie. You don't always have to be fat. You don't always have to feel that way. If I can change, ain't nothing special about this guy. Nothing whatsoever that's any more special than anybody out there. But if you need my support, you've got my support. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be this was sort of my thought as soon as Kevin Durant signed or agreed to sign with Brooklyn on Sunday. And I wasn't expecting that decision to happen as fast as it did. I thought that one might take a few days as well. But this told me what I had believed from the beginning, which was Kevin Durant knew he was leaving before he ever had an injury. I think he was gone he was before gone. that happened. He's been gone since Christmas. Which, He's been gone is, since that altercation with right. Draymond Green, if not before. Which is kind of my point about Kawhi not having decided yet. Like I feel like superstars kind of already know and plan ahead on what they're doing. And for Kawhi to not have any idea of what he's doing yet just seems so Yeah, it's not believable. Because athletes in general kind of always think ahead. And it, it just it, there's it seems to be no thought process of thinking ahead in this situation. 
Yeah, so we were talking about Jared Lorenzen there in that first hour and a little bit in the second hour as well and about how he battled weight issues, but he also, it was something that hurt him. It was something that, you know, he cried out for help. He, he had some mental things, and we've talked about and, and seen, you know, Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan and some of these guys that have come out and said, you know, we have some mental health issues and things going on. Well, Adam Silver at the Sloan Analytics Conference at MIT months ago discussed the fact that he believes that the players in his league in the NBA have never been more unhappy than they are right now. And so I think that the two maybe most unhappy players just decided they're going to play with one another in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant yeah. in Brooklyn. And so this is my thought on this, Jeff, and you can then then I want you to kind of respond to this. Yeah. It is I feel like for Kevin Durant this was utterly predictable because he's chasing happiness. And that's what he's been doing for a while. He was in Oklahoma City in a spot where he could have won a title but didn't. And he joined a 73-win team that could have won a title that year but didn't because of Draymond being suspended and a great shot and a chase down block in Game 7 for them. So he goes out there. And so I think in Kevin Durant's mind, Kevin Durant starts to think, if only I could win a championship, I could be happy. Winning titles, that's going to make me happy. That's what I don't have right now. I can make it easier on myself, so I'm going to go to Golden State. So he goes to Golden State and he wins championships. And he discovers during that process, nope, that's not it, because two things happen. Well, more if you listen to some of the reporting about Steve Kerr and that stuff, but Draymond gets in his face and tells him, basically, you're gravy training us. We were winning before you got here. And then there's the bigger thing, and that is nobody gives him full credit. Because it's Steph Curry's team. When you think of the Golden State Warriors, you think of Steph first. You don't think of Kevin Durant. I still think of, if he was in Oklahoma City, I think that that was Durant, even though Westbrook soaked up a lot of that attention. So he goes and he tries to win, and he can't find happiness. Money's not making him happy because he's been making a lot of money for quite some time. So what's left? He's still trying to chase happiness tangibly. So now it's, I'm going to go play with my friend. Maybe that's going to make me happy. I feel like that is what a lot of these free agent decisions, at least the guys that control their own destiny, they're in this desperate search to find contentment. And the thing is, unfortunately, what you find out in this life, or what I believe, is that you don't find happiness, it finds you. I I, I feel like Durant is a guy that will, that will never actually find happiness. Agreed. Um, I think he's way too consumed with social media. And to Adam Silver's comment about players not being happy, I, I, I think that's a problem with it. It's it centers around social media. He talked about that. It centers around social media, and, and the fact is, and we have to realize this. We talk about this often. I know Clay discusses this often. That social media is not real life, right? No. And so you you can't. You have to find a way. I love social media. It's been helpful for my career. I use Twitter. I'm on my phone all day. I'm not so much on Instagram. I don't really use Facebook very often, but I'm on social media. And you have to realize that it is not real life. It, it should not be treated that way. And if you're going to use social media, you cannot be sensitive. Um, and we're all a little sensitive. So it, it, even if someone hurls a comment at me I don't like, I'm going to feel a certain way about it. But Kevin Durant, for whatever reason, just seems to take that to the next step and, and being so aggressive with getting upset about what's happening on social media. And to your point about taking credit, who gets the credit? He was never getting the credit in – and he was never getting the credit um, in – In Golden State. In Golden State. It's Steph no. Curry's team. So yes. he miscalculated 
if he was going there to get the credit, and maybe to your point, I think you're right about this, is trying to find happiness in Golden State by being the man, that was never going to happen in um that it wouldn't happen. happen the only, the only thing he's going to do is win championships, but he was not going to be the one that was getting correct. The and most he was, of the correct, right? Two-time Finals MVP. We saw what happened when he didn't play this year. Yes, what happened to the team um, uh, against the Raptors? Um, but going to the Nets is, is, is very fascinating to me because I I want to know, and I'm not sure we're ever going to know this is how much the injury played a part in this decision making process, and how much Kyrie decided where he wanted to play played a role in this because all of it in I, my I, opinion Jeff I, yeah but how close was he going to the Knicks if he doesn't get hurt like how close was that gonna how close was that to happening um what did Kyrie ever consider going to going to the Knicks because look obviously we everyone has their sources and everyone said forever that Kevin Durant was going to the Knicks. They, they must have said it because they heard from someone that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then at the last minute, it feels like the Nets kind of swooped in, made a great pitch, and, and both went there. But and again, the injury, how much did that did it matter to Kevin Durant? Um, you know, obviously people kind of looked into where he had surgery. Look, Martin O'Malley did his surgery, did my three ankle surgeries. Uh, he's a great doctor. That's why people go to him. It's, it's not, not the location just happens to be at HSS, the hospital. For special surgery in New York, that's there's no there's there's no coincidence where he signed and where his doctor is. Okay, that that doesn't right really work that way. Um, uh, oh, I think O'Malley's the, the the Knicks team doctor too, so he's an NBA connect NBA tie. But I, I just I want to know how how close he was to Knicks. Lastly, one more thing about the Knicks, I didn't get the backlash to the report the Knicks did not offer Kevin Durant the max. First of all, he didn't take the max in Brooklyn. All right, yeah, because so, he wanted DeAndre Jordan there. Right. He wanted another friend Correct. there because, again, even deeper than just Kyrie, he thinks that being around dudes he likes is going to make him happy. Right. And it might. And it might. Um, but so that's not, a, that's not a, a great revelation. But again, if you're the Knicks, and this is so it's interesting because this might be the one time they made a good business decision on one player only. They've made plenty of wrong decisions the last 20 years. But I'm not sure I'd pay Kevin Durant the max either. If I'm the Knicks, if I'm if I'm Brooklyn or I'm the Lakers or I'm the, the the Warriors, sure. But with the Knicks, if you're not getting Kyrie to come there, you're just paying the max for Kevin Durant. That doesn't make sense because you don't have anyone else to, to play with. And the idea, I guess, is maybe you, you you tank again and you hope to get the next great star in the next draft. Well, that didn't work very well with with with, with Zion Williamson. You have not been able to recruit anyone else to come to New York, so there's no guarantee someone will come next year. You're paying Kevin Durant to basically rehab on a max deal. But here's the thing, folks. I know this is hard to hear. Kevin Durant is never going to be the same player ever again. Yeah, it's I not agree. going to happen. He's going to be 32 by the time he plays again. He's been playing in the NBA since he's 19 years old. He's had, I can look up the minutes, a zillion It's over 36,000 minutes. It's more than everybody except LeBron James, who, of course, LeBron has everybody dwarfed. <laughs> yes. But it's like nine or 10,000 more minutes than even right. Steph's played. And, and he is now going to be 32. As someone who is, how old are you, Jason? I'm 40. Okay, you're 40. Um, like, when you hit thirty, at least I felt this way. Like my body felt different. Like just playing NFL. Like I just, I, I was, I kind of like fell off a cliff body wise. I just, I just couldn't recover as quickly from injuries. Like if I had broke my ankle at twenty two, 
I probably would have been fine, but I broke it at 28 and 29, and I just never was able to recover like I probably could have done at 22. Um, and same with, with Kevin Durant. This is a bad injury, guys. He's going to be non-weight bearing, so he's going to have to be in that leg scooter for 12 weeks. All right, like I broke my leg, had fractured, fractured, dislocated my ankle. I was only six weeks non-weight bearing in that thing, and then I crutched for six weeks. He's 12 weeks in the scooter. Like he is functionally not going to be able to move for a long period of time. Then coming back and rehabbing and having to be explosive and being able to jump and move and run and cut and then overcompensating on the other side for the injury, he's not going to be the same player. But you know, even 75% of Kevin Durant might be better than 95% of the league. Yeah. But but I, I sort of understand in this one instance, because the rest of the Knicks bad moves all the time of not selling your team for Kevin Durant because he's not going to be the same player. Ever again, guys. It's not going to happen ever again. And look, I'm, I'm sure someone will find this words, and if he returns to the same form, they're, they're going to get me. But I feel much yeah. more comfortable saying that he's not going to be the same guy than he, than, you know, than he will be the same guy. Because it's, it's really never... I think Dominique Wilkins is like the only NBA player to have an Achilles injury and sort of come back and be the same type of player. It's well, very Wesley Matthews is in the league right now, and he's come back from it a little bit. Kobe wasn't age? the same when was he this? came back from it. Well, the thing, I, I don't think he's quite as old, but the one thing about Durant, let's not forget, he already also came back from a Jones fracture, which is incredibly thing, yeah. tough to deal yeah. with at his size. And the thing about the ruptured Achilles is I don't have the exact percentage in front of me, but I saw this. I might try to find it during the commercial break here in a second, but... The percentage number of guys that have suffered a ruptured or torn Achilles and still been in the NBA two years after that injury, after they try to come back, is unbelievably small. It is not something that most people are ever the same from. And the one thing that they change is they become jump shooters. They become... They just become shooters because they don't have right. that explosion anymore. They can't get to the rack the way that they used to because they don't have the acceleration. Durant's already one of the great shooters right. we've ever seen. So what exactly is he going to have? He's going to come back well, and be that guy without the other side of Kevin Durant, I guess, without the same lift. You know, but but I want to push back a tiny bit on this because I, I, I get what you're saying. and It makes sense. I mean, I understand the, the mechanics of the injury and what, and what you're going to be, but the plan for Durant, at least what it looked like early in that game five, was it game five? Yeah, game five, was that he was just going to kind of spot up and shoot. And he did. He made three threes in a row. Yep. But, and then as soon as he tried to accelerate, boom, he popped his Achilles. I think it's hard to ask a player who has been so explosive, who has used his body to get him open shots, who has been able to move freely around the floor and make plays to isolate, right? He's a big isolation guy. To just say like, hey, dude, just stay in the corner and shoot threes. And he's eventually going to get the ball in the corner or get the ball in the wing and try to make that move and just kind of not be, it's not going to be there anymore. So I, I, I get what you're saying about just, you know, you turn into a shooter. And yes, very well, he could probably play seven, eight more years just being quote unquote shooter. But the instincts of, of him and wanting to be the player he used to be are going to take over. And that's where kind of the painful part of watching guys come back from this injury is, is that, is that you just can't do that anymore to accept being just a quote-unquote shooter now is going to be tough for him. Yeah, I mean, that's true. There is one advantage that he has as a shooter. Now, there are two, there's one detriment and one benefit. The detriment is the league is all about how many guys do you have on your team that can create their own shot, that can create their own offense on the dribble, that can get free. Durant might not be able to do that nearly as much 
because he's not going to be able to get to the same spots. But because of his length, because of his wingspan, and because of his release point, his shot's almost unblockable because of his height. And so that's not necessarily going to change. He's not a dude that necessarily takes a lot of jump shots. Now that fadeaway where he uses his other leg, he uses the one that he did not rupture. As that's the one that he plants off of on that like step back, that fadeaway that he's hit from, you know, 15 feet for the last 8-9 years in the league. But he's not going his shot's going to still exist because you can't block it. It's almost like Kareem Skyhook because of his height. That's what makes him so dominant with that shot is nobody can actually get that high with their arms to take it out of the sky. But in terms of him him being able to go down the paint and dunk on dudes and all of that, like that stuff, I don't think that's he has a chance of being able to pull that off again. Not at all, as a matter of fact. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!